0: This is the Enoughism Podcast, about living with enough already. I'm just a minimalist who wants more. Warning, this show may change your life. It seems like the whole world is busy right now hunting for killer Black Friday sales. Not quite. Most people this year won't open their wallets on Black Friday at all. 59% of nearly 2,500 survey respondents, according to a Huffington Post reader's poll, when asked, do you plan on shopping on Black Friday, responded with, no way, that's for suckers. About 1 in 4 respondents, or 23%, said they'd spend money, but only online. 1 in 10 said they'd decide at the last minute if they were going to drop any dough. The remainder, 8%, said they'd absolutely be physically shopping on Black Friday. No matter where you fall regarding these stats, we all have one thing in common. Our relationship with stuff is generally pretty weird. Take me a probably pretty weird to most, but I'm totally down with that, minimalist. I live in a 250 square foot city apartment by choice. It takes intention and skill to live this way and organization and willpower mostly by necessity and by scanning lots of scantily clad rooms on Pinterest to wrap my head around how to design such a small space that functions with both ease and beauty. This lifestyle takes discipline. If, say, I don't make my bed, which is essentially part of my living room, dining room, office, kitchen, and workspace combination, I feel scattered, and quickly so. To keep my space, affectionately called the Zen Den, truly calming and peaceful, I own items that do one or more of the following. One, they're things I need and use on the regular. This may not be every day or every week, but definitely at least once a month, with the exception of season-specific items like snow boots or a bathing suit. Two, they enhance and improve my well-being and my health. Mental, check. Physical, check. Check. Spiritual? I'd better at least check that last one off or else the other two will fall apart, and vice versa. 3. They inspire me to be the ideal version of myself, aka a hashtag too-blessed-to-be-stressed, hashtag boss-lady, hashtag vibe. If only in my mind, anyway. On that note, I do buy things, but with incredible intention. This Black Friday, I'm going shopping. Hey, you might be whispering as you listen to these words. But you're a minimalist, you know? You're not supposed to do that. I know. I'm not supposed to do that. My dirty secret is that this Black Friday, I bought some cheap costume jewelry. $10, Amazon Prime, for the win. Hey, Miss Minimalist, you say. Isn't that jewelry more of a nice-to-have versus a shut-up-and-take-my-money kind of item? Indeed, but not all is as it appears upon first glance. And a minimalist life is hardly about embracing a cookie cutter aesthetic and action plan. My minimalist journey has been about asking myself upon encountering an item I may want to buy. If I buy this particular item, to what extent will it positively alter my mood long term? If the item sparks a positive emotion that can only be brought about by that item itself versus another way of replicating that positive mood, I buy it. That mood, according to the above, may be about making my daily life easier. It may be about making me healthier, or it may help direct or redirect me down a new and better life path. Ideally, it should be an and or and do two of three. Then, I ask myself a second question. Should I instead chase or acquire that same feeling the item may grant me, but without the actual item? For example, if a beautiful, show-stopping scarf, you know the one, it's uber-funky, yet elegant, in that Lady Gaga meets Kate Middleton kind of way, and deliciously colorful, and means wearing it will bring compliments wherever you go. Now dig a bit deeper. That same feeling of elegance and independence and standing out in a crowd, making my own way, being unafraid to be bold, dig deeper. Is there a way to attain this same feeling the scarf brings, but without the actual scarf in hand? For example, through self-expression and writing that makes me feel powerful and connected with the world. Or another means of creativity, like cooking a meal for loved ones or taking a long hike in the woods. These are some pretty existential questions that hit hard on who you are, why you're here, and what you have to offer to the world. But this inward honesty is where the fun begins. I have a plan for how this one inexpensive and visually unusual item I bought that I don't quote need Upon first glance, may change my life. The cheap jewelry that I purchased will serve as a most likely Zoom, anyway, conversation piece. One that serves as a focal point in a discussion when I'm talking to someone I don't know or want to connect with on a new level. The item is cheap, but it tells a story. It may intrigue people out of curiosity as to what it is or where I purchased it, and hopefully, it makes people more interested in knowing more about me. I don't own many kinds of these items, but the ones I do pack a serious punch, like a really good red lipstick, and help me make my mark in the world. If the one item I'd purchased were just pretty to look at, it would have stayed in my cart. The feeling this item brings me is hard to replicate because the item itself is necessary to elicit a favorable reaction and response in both myself and others. I also really enjoy telling people who may think it's expensive that it's just an Amazon Black Friday deal of a lifetime. I know I'm not supposed to do that as a minimalist, but here's the shaking out the status quo of what it means to be a truly mindful consumer who buys not to fill voids, but to fill hearts. You've made it to the end of the Enoughism Podcast. Thanks for listening. Can't get enough of Enoughism? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamEnoughism. Questions or comments, drop me a note at enoughismpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. I'll see you next time.